You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Broncos Broncos country. Let's ride with Touchdown Denver. Touchdown Denver. Hosted by Nick Ferguson and George Stoya. Touchdown Denver. All right, guys, we're back from that quick break. And, uh, Nick, we have a new segment uh, called Oh Really that you wanted to uh, do. And so how about you tell the listeners uh, what this segment's all about? All right, basically what we're going to do with Oh Really new segment here is, you know, throughout games and throughout the season, there are going to be some great moments that happen with the team, and there are going to be some ones that we don't really like as much. So this is an opportunity for us and the fans to really talk about their old really moments. Also, you can hashtag that, that out to both George and I anytime you're watching the game or anything that's going on around your family. So, George, I'm going to kick things off with my uh, old really moment. How about Nick Bosa tripping Russell Wilson? And the officials looked at the call, but they didn't really give the call to the Broncos. Oh, really? How could you not do that? It was clear that everyone could see it that he felt as though he's going to miss the sack. So he just put his leg out there, stuck it out there with the intent to trip Russell Wilson. What are your thoughts on that? I thought there were several missed calls last night, Nick. Uh, that one being the biggest one. But I think there was a play, I want to say right after that, or maybe a couple of plays later, that Bosa hit Wilson, I believe, right in the helmet or in the face. Yeah, uh, and they didn't call anything either. And the way that the NFL has been calling – um, those sort of penalties, I thought for sure that that would be one. And tripping, by rule, that was the definition of tripping. Like if you were to look up uh, a, a video of what tripping is, <laughs> it would be what Nick Bosa did to Russell Wilson. I was so confused why they picked that flag up. They said incidental, but it was I, I just I don't know. I was I was baffled by that. And then I also thought, like I said earlier, I thought the challenges, I thought those were going going to go the Broncos' way on both of them. I thought the ball hit the line on the touchback. Uh, and then the other one was, uh, what was the other one? I think it was, uh, I well, 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 okay. I, I got another, Oh, really? And I think this is probably where you're going. So first touchdown by the San Francisco 49ers that should have been wiped off the board, but it wasn't. Yes. Ray you gets the touchdown, but Debo Sammy runs an illegal pick. It's yeah. like, you, Oh, really? We all saw that take place, but how could you not call that? an illegal pick because the idea is that the way you set it up, you need to run to the outside shoulder, inside shoulder, depending on where the receiver is, and then make it seem as though you're trying to get vertical. But that's not what Debo Samuels did. He just ran out there with both hands extended and grabbed Kareem like he was actually blocking on that particular play. So that was the one play that I can't see and I don't understand how the officials allowed that one to go. Yeah, and the, the other one that I was thinking of, the challenge, uh, was the one where Russell dove for the first down or reached out the ball. Um, I don't know if he got the first down, but the the, the ball placement was definitely wrong. I mean, they, they marked it a half yard short. I mean, it wasn't even close. I thought the spot was bad. But, Nick, my O'Reilly is sort of a 49ers one. I guess you could also say it's a Broncos one. But Jimmy Garoppolo stepping out of bounds uh, is an oh really jimmy g are you kidding me uh that was that was really bad awareness from obviously jimmy but you know credit the broncos defense mike purcell and randy gregory were the guys uh, obviously you know uh pushing him back there getting the pressure 
Uh, and really, Jimmy G, he got away with one because if he doesn't step out of bounds, it's a pick six to Bradley Chubb. Nick, what was your thoughts on, on that play? Because it was such a bad play. I mean, how many times do you see a safety and a pick six on on the same play? Uh, and and what were your thoughts on that and just the Broncos? I mean, it ended up costing the 49ers the game, if you think about it. Obviously, they lost by one, and that was two points. Well, I'm sure uh, Kyle Shanahan was saying, oh, really, himself. But one guy who was definitely celebrating was Dan Orlowski because now yeah. he can pass his on to Jimmy, and he doesn't have to live down the fact that he wrote – that was bootleg out of the end zone versus the Minnesota Vikings. But Mike Purcells, those guys did a great job. And listen, I, I get it. Uh, Jimmy was under duress. He was trying to buy more time to kind of make that out pass to uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. But how about Bradley Chubb, man, showing that athleticism. So he gets an oh, really, for me, because that was an exceptional play by Bradley Chubb to, to not only intercept the ball, but find himself in the end zone. But he didn't really get uh, that credit on the stat sheet. So, but kudos to him. Nick, do you have any other O'Reilly's? Because I, I have one more, uh, if you have one more. No, no, go right ahead. Give me your O'Reilly. Uh, this one's a good one. This is a good O'Reilly. P.J. Locke coming up with, I thought, maybe the biggest play of the game there at the end. I, I don't know if the 49ers go down. They haven't been able to move the ball all game. But it speaks to, like I said earlier, this defense uh, you know, having an emphasis on getting the ball out. And so, oh, really, to P.J. Locke, because I felt like that was a magnificent play coming up behind Wilson uh, and, and punching that ball out. And then, obviously, Kareem Jackson recovers it to seal the game. Uh, but I've been thoroughly impressed by both P.J. Locke and Caden Stearns. Justin Simmons being out is obviously a huge loss. But both those guys have come up have come up really big for this Broncos team. And, and that's, I think, a really good oh, really uh, maybe P.J. Locke and, and Caden Stern should continue to get more time on this football team, uh, even when Justin Simmons returns. I don't know where that is, but I, I thought both guys played great. You know, the next time we are at practice and I see either Jero Evero or George Payton, I'm going to put my hands on my hips and all I'm going to just stand and say, oh, really? Right? <laughs> <laughs> because that's how it is, because Jero Evero is putting these guys in great positions and George Payton is giving him the personnel to excel and, and make this defense one of the top defenses in the league. And listen, we got Justin Simmons and having Caden Stearns and P.J. Lott. There are not too many teams that say that they have guys of that caliber. So the future looks bright for this Broncos team, especially on the defensive side of the ball. They just need to pull and slowly pull along the offense at the same time. Yeah, I, I think that um, that's going to be the strength of this team all year. Right. I think eventually the offense probably gets it turned around. But when the defense is playing this type of football, it's going to be really tough to score points on them, no matter who they're playing. And, and I know that they play some really good offenses this year. Uh, but the way that they they swarmed to the ball last night, I, I thought was super impressive. Um, Nick, before we get out of here, I'm going to put you on the spot and I want to ask you and maybe we could do this every week as well. Give me uh, your, your your MVP on the defense and the offense. Give me an MVP on both sides of the ball. And maybe even special teams, because we haven't even hit on special teams. But Corliss Waitman deserves yeah. a game ball. He he I think it was I I put it out there it seven of uh the 49ers 14 drives were inside their own 15 yard line. Three were inside their own 10, two were inside their own five. So he deserves a game ball as well. Yeah he deserves a game ball but uh, I'm gonna give one to uh the special teams coach Dwayne Stukes right? Because he's part of that unit as well. Uh, he deserves a game ball. So my, my offensive 
game ball of the week goes to Cortland Sutton. Obviously, like eight or nine targets, 97 yards. Uh, didn't find the, the end zone, but, I mean, becomes a, a great outlet for Russell Wilson. But uh, on the defensive side of the ball, man, you know, my game ball goes to, you know, an entire defense, man. Those guys showed up. Every time uh, someone had a great play, they rallied to get there and make a tackle. I mean, yeah, there was some leaky coverage here and there, but for the most part, they did their job and helped the Broncos win the, uh, the second game of the season. Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, special teams, like you said, Dwayne Stukes definitely deserves one. Uh, Corliss Waitman, like I said, I thought he was fantastic. You now understand why they ended up choosing him, um, you know, maybe over Sam Martin, who, again, is a great punter. But you can see the faith that they have in him to to obviously pin teams deep. He had some great punts. Um, offensively, I think Cortland Sutton should get one. But just to be different than you, um, <laughs> I'm going to give one to Russell Wilson. And I know he wasn't sharp at times, and it looked really bad. Uh, and he was being booed even at times, but when it mattered, uh, he came up clutch, right? And that's what you want from your quarterback. And when was the last time the Broncos had a quarterback that you said, hey, we need one drive uh, to win this football game and, and we need you to lead it? When was the last time the Broncos had that guy? Peyton Manning, Peyton right? Manning. Yeah. Uh, and so I think that that's one positive that you can look at from this offense is they do have a guy that can lead you on a drive when you absolutely need it. So I think he gets a game ball. And then on defense, you're right. Everyone deserves one, uh, but again, to be uh, opposite of you, Nick, I'm going to give one. Yeah, just because, just because, right? Yeah. Um, I'm going to give one to Josie Jewell, right? Okay. Uh, he's a guy that I think a lot of fans may be underappreciated. I, I know he didn't play last year uh, with the torn pec, and a lot of people were kind of scratched their head when they brought him back. Why didn't you go out and get a different inside linebacker, go get you know one of the studs that's out there on free agency or draft a guy? Uh, and they stuck with Josie, right? They brought him back. Uh, they believed in him. Uh, he has the calf injury. A lot of people are like, oh, man, here we go again. Josie's not going to be able to play. Comes back, plays with his hair on fire, uh, running around, making plays. I thought he looked fantastic. Uh, and Jonas Griffith said it after the game that, you know, he's a guy that everybody just feels comfortable playing with. And I think that's super important on the defensive side of the ball, the communication, right, Nick? We talked about that. That, that hasn't been there at all times right you bring back a guy like Josie who has played a lot of football and specifically with this team with these guys I think that he was a huge help for this defense this week well you know what just uh just to follow uh your suit I'm going to uh go opposite you and give a game ball to uh the field crew right it's Sunday night football they had that field out there in the power field looking spec so much so that I want to get back on the field myself. But I only did that just to be opposite you, George. Just I just wanted to. <laughs> you, you started that trend, so I had to throw something else out there. I was sitting, I was thinking, I was like, hmm, what else can I throw out there? Hey, let's acknowledge the field crew. So big shout outs to the field crew at uh, Empire Field. Yeah, and and I think too the the uh, the crowd, right? Yeah. Like I thought the crowd, uh, Nick. I, I I don't think you were at the game, right? No. But it, the crowd was was into it. I, I, again, they let him hear it with the booze. The offense had to sit through that again. But I thought the crowd was really into it. And even Russell said after the game, that was a playoff atmosphere, right? Uh, that was a that was an electric atmosphere. You could tell uh, the fans were living and dying by every play, uh, and they played a huge factor there at the end. Uh, obviously, you know the 49ers, I, I think, struggled a little bit with getting the play calls in. 
Uh, you know, Jimmy felt like he was being pressured from all sides. So, you know, shout out to the crowd as well. I think that they were big. And, and Nick, I can't remember when was the last time that Denver hosted a, a, a Sunday night football game? I think it's been like maybe five or six years. I, I would have to look that up, but I, I can't remember the last time they played Sunday night football at Empower Field. It's been a while, but big shout out to the crowd. It was almost like an M. Night Shyamalan movie. And what I mean by that, because the movie, his movie takes you through these ebbs and flows, there's highs and there's lows. There were boos and there were cheers, but when the uh, defense and offense needed them the most, the fan base definitely showed up. Hopefully this is a sign of things to come. Yeah, and and I think it is. Um, and it's I think they're back home. Is it Thursday night football against the Colts? Is that right? Yeah, after, I think so. Yeah, after they head to Las Vegas this week. So we'll dive into um, the Raiders, obviously, later this week uh in in the later pod and and, and the next pod nick we'll, we'll dive into um a little bit more about what we saw from this game i know we both kind of rewatch the games and, and see what we see that we that maybe we missed you know i joked with some people i may not rewatch this game because it was so boring maybe i'll just rewatch the fourth quarter um because that was the only exciting part right, right. Um, but nick what do you have any final thoughts before we get out of here no i mean listen man uh, there's a lot of things to hit on later on in the week we're going to talk about the defense. We're going to talk about special teams and break that down because I think, uh, you know, some other guys perform well on that defense that we need to make sure we highlight and spotlight, you know, what they brought individually. So we'll get into that later on in the week. But a Broncos win, celebrate Broncos country, but there's still more for the team to do. You're right, Nick. We didn't even mention Pat Sertan, who uh, didn't even allow a catch on six targets. I mean, the, the, the kid's incredible, right? I mean, I, I – I think he's going to be an all-pro. I really do. Um, he, he's just phenomenal. So we'll dive into more of those guys. Um, uh, there's several others that are, are popping in my head, but I'll, I'll save it for the next pod. But thanks, everyone who listens. Uh, like Nick said, celebrate the win because it is a win, uh, no matter if it's only by one point. Uh, celebrate it. And thanks for everybody who's been listening. Subscribe, like the podcast, uh, tweet at us, hashtag oh really, uh, for our new segment. Um, and thanks again to everybody who's listened to Touchdown Denver. 